Okay, good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, December 28th, 2020. And haven't done this episode, I think, since last Thursday, um, because Friday was Christmas, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, let's jump right into it. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, hope you're having a great time off. So let's get into it. Now, the UK and Europe finally agreed on a Brexit trade deal, finally. Now, there's a lot of speculation that this was kind of just a puppet show and there were different things going on as it pertains to that and maybe this was some type of sort of sideshow to kind of create a little bit of a distraction from COVID. Now, not to say that everything is conspiratorial, but we can rule these things out because politicians do this all the time. This is a very simple strategy of just, you know, bait-and-switch politics, right? So, I guess depending on how you view the whole Brexit thing, it's either very good that they reach this deal or catastrophic. That's not for me to judge. It's just for me to report and you guys to then decide. So that's that. Now, the ex-CIA chief, John Brennan, says he believes there's aliens and life on Earth uh, on this planet as well as life out there too. He said something along the lines of it would be presumptuous and ignorant for us to not think that there's something out there. Uh, And he also said as it pertains to the Pentagon footage, I believe he said it on a podcast about a week and a half ago. He said, uh, we're starting to see that these materials may be something that we would classify as not of this earth. Da, da, da. Long story short, guys, he was kind of dodging the question pretty much. I mean, fantastic way of answering. I mean, he's the CIA chief. The guy's like one of the top spies in the country. Even if he is the, the former CIA chief, the guy knows how to talk. The guy knows how to answer. He's pretty much trained for almost ev- any or every scenario out there, right? The next thing is that there's a third new strain of COVID allegedly found in Nigeria. Now, as of the time I'm recording this, I believe there's two or three new strains. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't do much looking into it because I'm not going to keep up with it. All I know is that apparently there's mutated strains. They're saying they don't see a reason as to why the vaccine wouldn't work against it because it's supposed to produce antibodies and all that nonetheless with the mRNA and all that. Look... I'm just reporting what's coming out on the news. At the end of the day, whether or not there's a new strain or if it's some type of, I guess we could say, form of political deception or form of distraction, I mean, it would be a great a great strategy if that were to be the case, but ultimately, we don't know, right? So I don't want to sit here and say that I know for a fact that this is a mutated strain when I really don't because ultimately, we're going off of the word of the news. It's as simple as that. I mean, unless we see what's going on ourselves within these certain areas of the world where they claim these strains are occurring... I, it's hard to take, not seriously, but it's hard to take in a, in a logically reasonable sense, if that, if that makes any sense. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've absorbed it, as I'm sure you guys have, but the opinions are so varying on it that we can extrapolate into so many different routes and so many different scenarios and possibilities that it's not even, like, it's not even worth it, to be honest. The next thing is that twice in the last week, a giant Chinese comet or fireball or something of the sort came down from the sky and nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows if it's maybe a satellite that came from space. No one knows if it's maybe China testing some type of rocket technology, which I think at this point they have anti-gravity. So why they would be testing this kind of stuff with just good old, you know, fuel rocket powered engines and turbines. I, I have no idea. I have no idea at all, but again, it could have been an experiment in space that went wrong and something collapsed and fell down. We'll never know, especially with China. They'll cover it up. If I mean, look, if the United States of the land and the the land of freedom and all that covers things up, China openly says, listen, we're not the land of freedom. It's it's a communist party that's running the country. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, the next thing 
and this is the actually I'll save this one for last. There's a massive flood in Bedfordshire from the heavy rainstorm in England in the UK. They get rain all the time. Everyone knows this. It's kind of a stereotype. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it, as long as everyone was okay, the flood looked pretty bad when I was watching it live on TV. But I mean, look, these are natural disasters. These things happen. There is speculation that there's some type of weather control sort of system occurring or apparatus that is being used around the world to geopolitically and at the same time so socioeconomically influence certain parts of the world in order to profit, in order to gain, in order to use certain things for leverage on the world stage. It, it all it all depends, right? The next thing is that Pope Francis's Instagram was seen liking and commenting, not commenting, sorry, just liking and favoriting an almost naked girl's picture. I'm not sure which account it was, if it was some type of stripper or model or actress. I'm not sure, so I don't want to jump to that conclusion and make that assumption when I don't know the facts, but... He liked the page, whether or not that was him. Look, I don't know what the Pope does all day. Allegedly, it's the same thing as the royal family. They deal with affairs of the Vatican the same way the royal family deals with, you know, the royal duties and affairs. Look, is it bullshit what they do all day? I guess. I mean, are they doing some serious things as it pertains to the country and all that? Very possibly, but it's so secretive we'll never know. So the whole point being here is does, excuse me, does the Pope sit back? five minutes, 10 minutes a day or whatever, and scroll through Instagram. <laughs> I'm sure he's got people running his social media because just more so because of his age, probably than anything else. But I wouldn't rule out the fact that maybe he did do this. And it's, it's a terrible look. But I mean, hey, things happen, right? So it could have been someone who was running his account that accidentally liked it, and just had that instinct that, uh, that they were using their personal account, not realizing they were using their boss's account or the Pope's account, assuming he's got like a, a team that kind of handles all this kind of stuff, right? The next thing, excuse me, the next thing is that the Cornell School vaccine is requiring, the COVID vaccine is mandatory only for white students. Now, look, this is a very touchy subject when it comes to uh, multiculturalism, racism, and all that, and, and the whole concept of, you know, pardon me, the whole concept of gentrification and all those different terrible things. Again, I've looked at both... Before I did this episode, let's just put it this way, I spent about an hour this morning looking at both strong sides of the argument of both the left and the right as it pertains to this type of scenario. There's both arg there's arguments to be made on both sides, but I do have to say Cor the Cornell University is doing this because they realize there's been systemic racism in the past. Look, has there been racism? Absolutely. Is it still going on? 100%, not just in Cornell, but I don't think that's fair to say all white people have to take it and then everyone else know. Like, to me, that doesn't really make any sense. Now, even if it were the other way around, if it was, you know, all Asian people or all black people have to take it, but everyone else is okay, I would be consistent with my outrage in the same way, as I hope you guys would be too, because at the end of the, at the, end of the day, to me at least, it doesn't matter what political views you have. If a human is a human, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if they're black or they're white or Latino, Asian, Indian, whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. They're human. So the way I see it, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but and I think you guys would understand what I'm saying. The way I see it is if Cornell University or any institution of any kind is going to mandate a vaccine, you got to make it for everybody. But... I understand the other side of the argument saying that, yes, Dave, you know, African-Americans specifically have been tested on in the past by the United States government with no legal authority and low end, uh, low income housing areas have been chemically tested on in the past. 
I know, trust me, I know it's a very slippery slope, but I don't believe, and I say this carefully and as respectfully as possible, but I don't believe that justifies a school saying only this type of um, human race or this type of sub-race in the human species has to get it and then everybody else forget it. I mean, the way I see it is this, if they want to slowly transition African-Americans into being able to trust people more with the, or trust the government more when it comes to vaccines, I don't blame them. If my community growing up was tested on illegally for years and years and decades and decades, I don't blame them. But at the same time, I would also sit back if I if I was someone who was tested on unfairly and illegally, I would also sit back and say, hold on. This is yes. Have, has have white people done terrible things to us in the past long time ago? Yes. But at the same time, this new generation of white people, these younger kids that are going to school, what the hell? Like. They're not the ones that committed the crime. Their grandparents did, assuming that they even did. And that's why I say it's a touchy subject because there's so many different angles to look at it on. So I just want to make it very clear. I'm not taking any type of political stance of any kind, especially as it pertains to this, because it's a very touchy subject, but not because it's touchy, but because I'm just trying to provide all the angles here. Then you guys can decide for yourselves what you think would be best, right? Now, the next thing is that the former CDC chief, Tom Frieden, called for immunity passports all around the world to prove vaccination before travel. He wrote this in a Washington Post op-ed, I think, yesterday or the day before at most. And look, the whole issue that I have with, with the whole mandating of the, of the vaccine in order to fly... I think legally it's it creates a lot of problems because at the end of the day, yes, in a biological sense, in theory, assuming all the science is correct and we trust it, and that's a big if, I'm just saying that's a, let's just assume that for a second, just hear me out. Even then, assuming everybody in the world believed that the vaccine was fine, there would still be some people that say, would say, I don't want to take it. So why are you stripping me of my rights to go fly on a commercial plane? Now, one could argue technically that's not a right because if it's a commercial plane, it's in the name commercial. And if they're commercial, it means they're private. And if they're private, it means that they could do whatever they want with their company. Fine. And I understand both sides of the argument, but it's kind of like what I said a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you, can, you don't have to get the vaccine, but you, know, you can't hop on a train. You can't hop on a plane. You can, maybe you can't hop into taxi cabs. Maybe in some cases, in certain parts of the world or in certain states in the U.S. and certain parts of Canada as well, you can't go outside. You can't go for a walk. There's certain countries in the world we got to text the police to go for a walk. And look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how quote-unquote bad this virus gets. And I say that carefully because there's really, there's a very divisive angle to this. And there's two sides to it mainly at the moment. Maybe three, but there's mainly two sides. And I really do see both sides. Not just the legal side of it, but the whole trust concept too. I really do. And who's to say that the vaccines being given to people like Dr. Fauci and Joe Biden and, you know, the Prime Minister of Israel and all, the, and, and, and all these elites and these, these high-level powerful people, who's to say that that's not the real one and then we're getting the bullshit ones or the, the, the weaker ones? And I know that's very oversimplified. I'm not a scientist and then that, that might be taken out of context, but I, I think you guys know what I'm saying, right? And we have to question all of it. We got to look at all of it. Now, the next thing I also want to point out is that Kerala in India is the only state where COVID positivity rates have been rising and more mutations have been found there. This is what I mean when I talked about the mutations earlier in this episode when I said I'm not keeping track because 
there's so many different forms or variants or strains or mutations. There's, I mean, there's a few different words we can use for it. At the end of the day, it comes down to this: if it's real, it's gotta be, it's gotta be disposed of, and it's gotta be get rid of. They gotta get rid of it. Simple as that. If it's being faked or inflated for certain strategical reasons or political reasons or military reasons to justify certain things in the long term, which I'm sure a lot of, I guess we could say political organizations or small political factions are doing, and it's a form of tribalism as well, which is not good, but they're exploiting the situation. People exploited 9-11 in a trillion different ways. The same way here, people will exploit COVID in a trillion different ways. So at the end of the day, it comes down to... Containing it, assuming it's a legitimate thing, and if it's not, then it's 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 terrible for me to say, but it's a smart strategy. I mean, it's it's so bad for me to say, but it, it it's a to to lie about people dying and things like that. But I mean, look, world governments have done way worse. Let's face it, right? Now, the next thing is that there were seven people. This is more of a fun one. Seven people arrested in Delhi for in India for dancing and filming videos causing traffic jams and all that. Maybe it's a sign of rebellion, maybe it's a form of just saying we want to get outside, especially when the COVID is allegedly spreading so quickly in India and things like that. So, look, at the end of the day, it's not the worst thing in the world, it's a bit of a fun side note, so yeah. <laughs> um, South Korea also seemed to be the latest country to detect the new COVID variant, according to multiple reputable sources. Again, which variant? Apparently there's like six as of, in the, like, there's a new one popping up every hour. And I'm not saying it's bullshit. I'm just saying it. We have to look at all the angles, right? Now, the next thing is that a Wuhan citizen journalist reporting in COVID for, or for COVID in Wuhan was jailed for four years in China's Christmas crackdown, as they called it, for, and I quote, picking quarrels and provoking trouble. That's the, the Chinese government's justification. Now, remember, they're a communist party. They could pretty much do whatever they want. So the whole thing here is that you get sentenced. That's it. Like, there's no, there's no like, okay, we, I can be in jail and I can appeal this and things like that. Maybe there might be on the front end to try to show, like, listen, we're sort of democratic, I guess, or we're sort of a Republican state, a republic-ish, very slightly, if that. But look, they, they make no quarrel. Like, they don't hide their hide it when they say that we are the Chinese Communist Party right? So they, if they don't hide it, I mean, it, it, it's right there. It's out in the open. I mean, there's nothing really to discuss if you ask me. So the next thing is that Israel began its third lockdown, even as it tops most vaccines per capita. Again, it's the same idea, political strategy, or is it real? Is this thing really happening? Either way, it, it, it works well for the elites. Either way, because if, if it's a real lockdown and the virus is really spreading and mutating and things like this, they're making even more money, these elites. One way or another, they'll make more money. If it's not true and it's all a lie, the politicians are doing great. So either way, it's either the politicians or the rich people. You, you take your pick, right? That, that's what it comes down to. Israel also was named, uh, their researchers scientifically, particularly within the STEM community, the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics community, they were also ranked top in the scientific world amongst uh, on top of the united states and ahead of the united states actually so uh th that's that's pretty interesting but israel's always had a very strong military very strong uh intelligence agency so it it doesn't surprise me there and they kind of have to if you look at it geographically look at what they're surrounded by they're pretty much surrounded by their enemies their military has to be on point all of the time like look part of my english but israel they don't fuck around which is why i can understand why the, the united states regardless of democrat or republican more so republican but this is why i can understand republicans tend to align with israel in a lot of cases more so than any other country in the middle east right 
and especially Iran. I mean, that's a big thing too. The enemy and my enemy is my friend, right? So it's kind of like, yeah, the U.S. and Israel are pretty pretty tight. U.S., Israel, and England. I mean, let's face it. That's the the the, the trio, if we want to call it that. Regardless of which political candidates in office or political uh, party is holding power. Now, the final thing, the Nashville explosion. I've been asked by quite a few people to talk about this, so I've left it for last to cover it. Now, what we know is that allegedly Anthony Quinn Warner, 63 years old, they haven't released a picture yet to my knowledge, drove up in this van, which kind of looked like an ice cream truck van, kind of creepy-ish, whatever, and made an announcement 10 to 15 minutes before it blew up saying, everyone who's here, please evacuate now, which is kind of a creepy announcement thing. The only motivation found for any of this was the AT&T Tower. At least that's what they're saying publicly. Could this be excuse me. <clears throat> could this be a form of a distraction? I wouldn't rule it out. I would not rule it out. Governments have staged these types of things before where they get mentally unhealthy people, mentally unstable people, terrible thing. They get them, they make them do this as a form of a distraction. I mean, look. Do they sacrifice American lives in the, at the same time? Yeah. So do other world governments with their own citizens. Let's be real here, right? Whether or not it was a distraction or whether it was really someone who was paranoid about the whole 5G thing, as was that's what the evidence is alleging. Either way. I mean, come on. Imagine you, you live in an apartment or you live in a house. It's just a regular night, especially on, on the holidays. All of a sudden, your windows get blown in or, God forbid, knock on wood. Maybe even worse. You, you get hurt. Someone in your family gets hurt. Worst, worst case, someone dies. It's terrible. Now, I do want to mention something, too, on the side. There's a bit of a side note that allegedly if you play the announcement backwards, and it's been going over Twitter. I don't think it went viral, but it was interesting to see. If you play the song, not the song, the announcement that was coming out of that automated voice from the van, if you play it backwards, it, apparently you can hear the words, are you having a Merry Christmas or something like that. Anyways, it's creepy. It's it's kind of not gonna lie. It's kind of giving me goosebumps talking about it. I, I get creeped out pretty easily, but it, it it's very it's it's very creepy. Assuming this is everything that we know, and assuming this is actually accurate, and there's no false flag operation or some type of larger distraction occurring, then I guess sure. But at the end of the day, who knows? The town could have been cleared out, or that area of Nashville could have been cleared out because maybe there was. And just you know, bear with me. It's a bit much, but maybe there was an underground experiment going on. The military was trying to justify certain types of te- energy DW weapons being tested. I usually save that type of discussion for the afternoon episode, as you guys know, or the the second episode of the day. But I mean, we got to look at all the angles here. There's so many different ways that it could be covered now assuming this is all real and they're not bullshitting us, then I got to give credits to the investigators for doing a good job. But at the end of the day, there's just so much we still don't know. I mean, there is footage and everything. That's the great thing. But as to whether or not this was staged, man, like we'll never be able to tell, at least for the foreseeable future. I mean, it's funny and it's ironic because usually things become declassified 50 to 100 years after the event happened happened so we're gonna see like 20 30 years from now probably some more 9-11 papers come out some more mass shooting like the vegas shooting investigation papers even though those are more clear cut this nashville thing seems a little bit more suspicious than simply a paranoid guy and it could be just a paranoid guy but again we got to look at all the angles here right so we'll see maybe something will come out down in the long term when people stop caring about it and people will look back and say oh that was a different time different government different people in the government it's all the same people, whether they're old or young. It's the same concept. It's the same transition to power. So, again, going full circle, whether this Nashville thing was a setup, a false flag operation, or it was truly some paranoid guy, we don't know yet. But we just got to look at all the aspects. So, 
that's it for today hope you guys have a great monday and we will catch you later this afternoon if not we'll see you tomorrow morning cheers